These are the Stanley Cup champions cheering for us. Obi could beat the fuck out of Wayne Gretzky. Could you break Wayne Gretzky's leg? Because he's 24! The smoke blinds from straight 40s before I go out for warmies. We got like half dressed and then last four, and we we're just going nuts. We're in the locker room by then. We we're just going absolutely bananas. What to do, D? MV. It is episode 84 of Chirpin DMV. We're six games into the season now. Officially, we've got a lot of stuff to cover. Uh, it's been an up and down roller coaster for the Caps so far. We got a lot of some Caps news and notes to get to. We got some recaps. We're bringing back Unleash the Fury this episode. So you guys are going to be pumped about that. We've got an interview. We got part one of a two part interview. It's not necessarily Caps related, but it's Vlad and Chase. He hosts a podcast called Never Far From Home. And what this kid does is he travels the country and just interviews. He, he travels the country and refs at rinks. To, just, he travels the U.S. and Canada, refs to kind of like help pay the bills and that type of stuff. He's got a couple sponsors on his podcast, but he uh, he just interviews hockey people. And he interviewed me, got me on his show, and pretty much talked about my story and all that good stuff. But before we get into all that, we got to say what's up to the boys. We'll start with the birthday boy himself. Last weekend, Ben. You survived. How was the birthday the, weekend? How are things? It was good. Good champagne birthday. Had a social Ooh. gathering get together. So that was nice. And uh, how many people? I, um, I probably shouldn't rules. say, but a uh, <laughs> decent amount. And, uh, you know, I recovered and now I'm just on casuals. Nothing Love crazy it. this week. Love it. Just some casual beers. Now, yeah, I'm drinking a Pink Whitney myself, and I popped an edible about a half an hour ago. So if I start slurring <laughs> my words here in a bit, that's that's the issue. But hey, B. What's going on with you, man? How was your weekend? The hair looks really fucking good right now. I I, I got it first before you Thanks, I kick it to you. Apologize. I want to say in the last three cards I've helped you bet, we've been uh-huh. 12 and 3. But that's an asterisk because that Max Holloway fight from that one card was a win. 13 and 2. So we say 13 yeah, and 2 yeah. with an asterisk. But today, this weekend, we go 2 and 3 on the UFC card, and I apologize for that. It's it's all good, man. We ride or die together. Okay, that was. I yeah. mean, it was it was rough. Uh, it was a very disappointing McGregor fight. Yeah. Um. What there was there was another big upset. I think too. I just can't the first really fight Rebus. Well, oh no, the, the co-main yeah, event. The, the co-main event with Chandler making his UFC debut. I mean, he's he's yeah. an under. I I I just felt like those guys. I mean, he's he's been a very good 155er for a long time in Bellator and has been in the championship contention and he was always considered the best 155 or outside of the ufc but something about making your ufc debut in the co-main event on a conor mcgregor headlining card it's just like i feel like i feel like that wasn't gonna especially against a very good dan hooker yeah but i yeah fucking throttled in 30 seconds (laughs) yeah he got yeah he got rocked um and i did see something today or not today i saw something that night on twitter where it was just like it was like an expert in, in UFC and he was just like if you're gambling tonight do not bet the favorites and I was just like I was like fuck this guy what like like me like like Billman's every single time we're either five and oh or four and one every single time there's a card something around those lines and then I mean you know you well, just had, you I mean that very first days. fight we bet Rebus in the girl fight yeah and she dominated the first round and a half yeah I know that was she fucked. was dominating was- and then you never know what the girl fights, man, because they catch one shot in the right spot, they're done, and she just got crippled. Yeah, and well, and I did like as soon as I realized because you know me, I, I don't know too much about the UFC, but 
as soon as uh, I saw who the uh, the competitor was, I kind of looked at Johnny. I was like, oh, fuck. Rodriguez is kind of a bad bitch, low key. She's old as fuck. But we but... were beating the shit out of her. Yeah. Yeah. And then we can't, and... we did, we take one wrong punch to the freaking temple and it's game yeah. over. And it's, it, that's the fight game, I guess. Yeah. I mean, to be fair, that's how the Connor fight was going. I mean, yeah. Connor won the first round. Uh, if you look at the scorecard, he wins the first round. It was, dude. The late that, kicks that... shoot him up. Yeah, the leg kick fucked his calf up, and he just couldn't really stand. And then once he got hit once, he, you could he like everyone was like, "Oh, he got rocked." I was like, "Well, he's also on a bad leg right now." Like, yeah, that's that's kind of more. He, he was more hurt by that, I think, than that hit to the face. But I mean, you know, it's it is what it is. Yeah. I, I will say this: the night before, uh, I drove Johnny to the poker room, uh, mm-hmm. and for the first time, decided, "Oh, fuck it, I'll play." So I played on a public table. And I uh, won like eight hundred bucks doing that. So no shit. Yeah. So I'm not I'm not too mad about the USC card night. Love it, love it. Yeah, they actually just made it legal in Virginia this past week that we can now use like the DraftKings and the FanDuel Sportsbook instead of going through like BetOnline.ag and doing that bullshit. So it's been a lot of fun. But yeah. um, so let it was well, it was crazy. I I got a story about the poker. Like so, I went in and obviously I'm um, I'm pretty fucking drunk. So yeah, I mean obviously. So I'm going. To, yeah. So I, I hop in on the table. I don't know anyone there. They're all and everyone that plays at this at this room, like they play like all the fucking time. So they all kind of know each other. And they're like, oh, who's this? Who's this new fucking guy? And I'm coming in. I have my money. Um, and it's my first time ever in a, on a public table. So I don't really know what I'm what I'm doing at all. I know how to play, obviously. I just don't know what I'm doing. Like, um, there's a difference between a public table and us fucked up just in the kitchen playing. Yeah. Like, yeah. So like. <laughs> I'm like the big blind and I'm like kind of just sitting there and like you're big blind dude. And I was like, Oh shit, how much? And they're like, it's $2. And I was like, all right. And they, I could see that they all looked at each other like, Oh, we're going to rate this kid's money away. Like just like, yeah, you're just going like, to rake them up. Yeah. And I was just like, all right, whatever. And I got, I just got like every single card that night. It was, it was fucking awesome. Uh, there was one hand where I thought they were actually going to beat the shit out of me. Cause they were like, you're fucking hustling us right now, aren't you? And I was just like, no, I'm just really drunk. I know how to play though. And so uh flop comes out. I have pocket sixes in my hand. Uh-huh. Flop comes out six queen, queen. Oh. And I'm <laughs> full house. And like, there's two, uh, there's two clubs on there. I think. So there was a flush draw too. Uh, turn river. It was uh, it was a flush draw came out. So the last card, he was like, "You got the fucking flush, didn't you?" And I was just like, <laughs> "Nah, dude." And he was just like, "All right, fuck it." And then bets, and I was just <laughs> like, "But I did just get this new house, though, buddy." You and stupid dumbass! Like, <laughs> he was just like, "Fuck this kid, dude." And then he and then he fucking left, and I was like, "Yeah." No way! You're making people leave. Yeah. That's funny. How Johnny do? I- uh, he did not do well. I don't know how much he lost, but he, he left pretty early. And I was, yeah. I was there from like, probably like one o'clock to like five thirty AM. Love it. Yeah, dude. I throttled down this weekend for the first time since having COVID. So it's been like two and a half weeks and whoa. oh yeah. How did that go? You, oh. you just said you were going to get throttled and I didn't hear from you. <laughs> yeah. I, well, uh, well, we tried to go to like, so I live in Arlington for all you local people listening. So I, I live right in Clarendon. So we were like, all right, let's go out. So we tried the pine more and they're like, this is the first time we've gone to a bar since 2020 as well and they were like you know um we're reserved through the night so we tried renegade because they had a live band in there and they're like no shot we tried like six different places we finally ended up at whitlow's they stick us in the back room we get like two drinks there we're like fuck it let's just go home so i i i, I go puff a bottle of pink whitney for the fight 
at 8.05. And it shows up at like 10.27. And I was fucked up at that point, too. Like, (laughs) drank it. We had been drinking and stuff. And I was just one of the pink Whitney to get me to McGregor. You know what I mean? And so (laughs) I I tried to call. Like, I'm calling, I'm calling. Nobody's answering. So I get on Twitter, just hammered, and start DMing the GoPuff support Twitter account. And I just get in a brawl with some somebody on that side whoever's running that twitter i got a brawl with him and they kept being sarcastic i was sending gifs of like flipping the bird and shit like that and they were just like thanks for your support you're the best it's like fuck you because this is the third time in a row i've had issues with GoPuff, where they either deliver it to the wrong house or it takes like three hours so or yeah it takes like fucking two and a half hours right it's yeah so fucking miserable it's a pain in the ass but with that being said let's get into some hockey we'll get into some caps news and notes first we'll start with the big news obviously it happened a few days back but it's the Russians and it's COVID. So it first came out that the Caps were getting slapped with a hundred thousand dollar fine, and of course it's the fucking Russians too. Yeah, yeah. Like, and, and and potential player absences due to breaking COVID protocol. So I think everybody starts looking at it. We're on Twitter. We're like, oh, it would be the Caps. This, that, and the other. We take the most penalties in the league. Of course, we're the first team to break the protocol. And but a hundred thousand dollars, nobody's like thinking anything of it. It's like, all right, we got to pay this fine. And then it's not not more than what an hour, two hours later, where it's like, hey, update. Uh, Ov Orlov, Sammy Kuzi, they're all getting a four-game man due to breaking the COVID protocols. And everybody's just kind of like, what the fuck does that mean? Four-game ban? You can't just like throw a four-game ban on us. And we find out that they were all in a hotel room together after the pit, the second Pittsburgh game. So uh, we'll start with you, A.B. What were you, I mean, I'm sure you saw the news as it came out. What were your initial well, thoughts? I mean, and how do you for, currently feel in this situation? My first, my first thought is this. Um, I don't know if it's a four game. I mean, it says four game ban, but I don't think the NHL, I don't think that was from the NHL. I think what it was, was that the caps put them on the COVID protocol list. So once they are on the protocol list, you have to miss like two weeks or something like that, which is the next happened to be four games for us. I think that's more what it was. So I think low key, like the caps, like tried to like, you know, PR save this somehow by saying, okay, "Okay, we're just going to put them on the COVID list. And but I, I don't think the NHL made them do that. You know, I think it was just the Caps decision. But that's the feeling that I'm getting out of it. Yeah. I, like, I, 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 maybe I'm just being way overthinking it. And it was like and the NHL was like, no, they're done for four games. But that's for, that's what I got out of it for some reason. Um, you already heard, heard my also initial thought was, of course, it's the fucking Russians. Yeah, um, of course. Like, that's it. I think that was like everybody's it. first thought was, of course, it's the Russians. It's, yeah, so that I mean that's a little frustrating. And then you, I saw an article come out about like there might be more of an underlying issue than uh, just this whole COVID thing, which was like Kuz like Kuzi hasn't been playing well, Orlov hasn't been playing well, and maybe it's because there's little clicks on the team. And I was just like, get the fuck out of here with that nonsense! Like, or is that published that? I for, I forget what it was, but I, I remember I remember those reading guys it. Want a Stanley Cup. I think yeah, I, think I call it, it large. I call it bullshit. I think it may be may have been either the hockey writers or the athletic. I think it was one of those two. Could have been the hockey writers. And you know, Tark wouldn't have written it. Yeah, it wouldn't have been Tark. No, that's why I kind of think it was the hockey writers. I mean, it wasn't you, but no, like, I know. I'm kidding. It probably okay. was. <laughs> I was like, there's there's like twelve caps writers. Yeah, no, I'm kidding. Um, but yeah, and I was just like, that's that's bullshit. You don't think Ovi and Backstrom are best friends? Like, yeah, literally. Like, it's, yeah. it's just this like, team has been so, like, it's, they've been a notorious team around the league for five plus years now as being one of the, the most tight knit, like, closest locker rooms in the, in the NHL. 
yeah exactly yeah. like they so, obviously like all the russians are friends like they just are yeah they were just doing dumb stuff. russian shit like obviously the russians yeah. are gonna hang with the russians they it's yeah, just gonna was, happen ever since everyone's just been getting on them for it my opinion is that they're just rock stars like you just you go to a place you trash the hotel room you get in trouble they're rock stars <laughs> yeah. what can you do honestly and like the other part is is like like why like yeah they shouldn't have done it whatever it's just it's kind of a stupid rule but like they're so scared of that, but they're fucking playing a hockey game, sixty minutes yeah. next to each other on a fucking bench. Yeah, like, are you kidding me? That's 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 you, Bam. What were your thoughts on it? What are your current yeah. thoughts on it? Because we still have yeah. two fucking games left of this suspension, if you want to call it that. Yeah, no, like when when I heard it, I just thought like, oh, these guys, like, what are they doing? Like, why are they like breaking the protocols? Like, why are they why are they being dumb? Like, just don't be dumb. Like, that's all you have to do. But then it right. came like the more people like talked about it, it's like they're just they're together all the time in the locker room on the ice, like probably in the showers. I don't know how the showers work at the NHL rinks. Oh, right Bob, now. Bobcat said yeah, it. Right. Dude, you still shower together. Oh, they're really? probably showering together. Yeah. I would imagine you're not going one by one. You know how long that's going to yeah, take? Exactly. 20 guys. Yeah, exactly. So like I've yeah. so Dicks are like, out. <laughs> once I like started thinking about it more, I just thought like that's kind of dumb. But then it came out that Sam Sonov actually had COVID. Yeah, po- tested positive the day after the Pittsburgh game, but we get oh, fucked shit, for the con. It was why? the day after the second Pittsburgh game, but we get fucked. But how is that not contact tracing to Pittsburgh? Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah. so I I don't understand it. Like, I just think they're rock stars. That's what gets. That's what gets the, me. It's just like it's contact tracing. I get it. They're in a hotel room together, but like, was he not on the ice? Um, he, he didn't. He didn't play that first Pittsburgh game, did he? Or the second one? Uh, I don't think he played remember. the second one. I don't think he played the second one. It was Vanny, but he's still on the bench. He's in Pittsburgh. Yeah. He's in the rink. He's doing shit. Why are we contact tracing? Fucking sit the kid. And the thing that gets me is like, we, so we have four guys right here on this COVID protocol list. The Hurricanes have five people on that list. I believe I, I saw it was, but they get to reschedule their three or four games. But we yeah, just threw like, hey, fuck OV, fuck Kuzi. They're just like, screw them. They're suspended. And I guess because they technically broke rules. I don't know if. I, I guess the hurricanes didn't break didn't rules break holes, yeah. because they weren't in a hotel room, except they were probably like out doing some other bullshit away from the rink. But hey, it's not near the rink or in the rink. So I'm surprised Koozie didn't just pull the cocaine move and just say, wasn't me. I wasn't there. I didn't do it. Right. <laughs> and just be well, like, dude, oh, we did not all share a straw. The yeah. OV apology was great. Oh, my God. I'm glad you it brought that up. Bullshit. That was so funny. Dude, that was that, that was, was a funny. very great. Well, you, it's well, like that we, scene from the office like dwight like i state my regret i state my regret <laughs> yeah pretty much yeah he's like literally just like state my regret uh well to follow that up his wife went fucking bananas on instagram antibodies that's more yeah she was saying that him and orloff had the antibodies and this that and the other and she was going she was going nuts <laughs> that's even more rock star shit having yeah, your exactly. wife come out and do that yeah, yeah exactly they're rock stars yeah Break yeah. I mean, that's all I got on the situation. We still got two more games without him. It's fucking bullshit, in my opinion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Rules are rules, but like I, I wrote it in the blog, in the post game blog. If you think if you come at me with the, with the rules are rules type of crowd, go fuck yourself. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, get the fuck out of here. My 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 afterthought on the whole thing was like this could low key be a good thing for the team. Uh, it's getting like guys McMichael gets gets some ice time finally which is mm-hmm. what we're waiting for right like so and I thought he actually played pretty well I mean he didn't I don't think he was on the score sheet at all but he got a penalty I mean I thought he, got he a did penalty, yeah <laughs> first guy yeah, to take yeah, a penalty, he got a penalty. He got a... <laughs> it's officially a cap yeah so um like it, it just like yeah m- missing OV definitely sucks 
uh, missing Kuzi kind of sucks. Uh, Orlov and Sammy. I mean, it, it, it like, well, but I just, I, I, I saw the Orlov one is kind of a blessing to be honest. Cause I was like, all right, like Orlov hasn't done shit this year. Let's get Siegenthaler in. Mm-hmm. If we throw the yeah, sack guy Blake, exactly. he's a That's... big Siegenthaler guy. I mean, as I am too, but. Right. I mean, TVR gets so... in now. Siegs gets in. McMichael gets in. Uh, I just, I, I thought it low key may have been not a like a bittersweet thing just to uh, get those bittersweet, guys. Yeah, until you look at the lineup and you're like, oh, our second line is Panic McMichael and Ellard. <laughs> <Okay. Pinhole's back laughs> like, baby. Everybody's like complaining, like how bad it is. Like, oh, just wait till like five or six years from now when everybody retire, like Backstrom and Ovi and Carlson are retired yeah. and Wilson gets traded and we have nobody on the fucking team. <laughs> Yes, yeah, that's not so, going to be fun. Just sticking on the subject of Wilson, let's keep it moving here. We'll get to the Sabres game recap. Uh, you should know that Wilson got hurt if you're listening to this. I would imagine you don't listen to the podcast if you don't watch the fucking games and keep up with the team. But Wilson gets hurt, he gets out of the game, and that's just like a shot to the heart, man. It's like, dude, we're we're down enough as it is. You know, like We guy. got knocked out, and like we got knocked out, and Herb Dean just let it go, and we just kept getting kicked in the face with that Wilson injury there. But good news is, uh, yesterday, Monday, he was back on the ice and he skated in the optional practice. So Yeah, the only scary thing was that he said it was like one of those ones that you don't see on film, and those are like always the worst ones. Like when it just randomly happens, you don't know what yeah. happened. But apparently he's doing fine. Yeah, and they're also good. nagging. Like they're also they nagging are. injuries too, more than not, more often than not. So like he, it's, it's going to be one of those things where he comes back probably not at 100%. He's going to be hurt the entire time. We're going to be like, what's wrong with him? What's wrong with him? It's going to be like, oh, well, he's playing injured pretty much the entire season. Yeah, like, like his approach, I feel like, that's like he's trying to rest more because it's a long yeah. season. It's not it's a short yeah. season, but it's early. Yeah, yeah I feel sure. like that's what happens with, like, Backstrom almost every single season. Like, he gets some random injury early, and then it's like, oh, man, Backstrom is not really playing that well this season. And then after the season, he's like, oh, he had hip surgery. It's like, oh, that's nice. It's just like, <laughs> would have been nice to know he had hip surgery and just, like, played all year on a fucking sore hip. But yeah, yeah that's what it is. Whereas, like, the playoffs, he breaks his hand, and he's back in three games. So last thing yeah. we'll get to here, the big news today, Monday, or yesterday, I should say Monday, sorry, uh, the new jerseys, alternates are released. Uh, ben, initial reactions. Big fan. I like them okay. a lot. Okay. I was a, I was big, and I, I will admit I was heavy on it in 2017-18, that season, the year we won the Cup. But leading up to that season and throughout all season, I said we would never win the Cup unless we switched to navy blue full-time full as our primary <laughs> home color. And then we won the Cup, and it was just like, fuck me. But to be fair, we won the Winter Classic that year in those jerseys. AB, what are your thoughts on these new unis? My first thoughts are... I kind of wish they switched the Screaming Eagle and the W. I wish the Screaming Eagle was on the blue jerseys and the W was on the on these reds. That's my I, original thought. I love navy blue. I love having a navy blue jersey now, but I I, I will say I like the um the Winter Classic ones that just said caps on the front. Really? I didn't like the W like about it. Really? I like the W way more. I wasn't a huge fan either. I just kind of liked it because it's just like we're the caps. Everybody just calls us the caps, and that's never been a logo used before. And we're just a, I mean, this is the same logo as um, this was the on Chicago the Chicago Blackhawks jersey, Chicago Blackhawks Winter Classic. This was, yeah, this was on the pants of the Stadium Series that, jersey. That burgundy one we wore in Nats Park. This is the mm-hmm. same front logo. Yeah, pretty. much. I mean, the font's a little different. Um, yeah, a little different. But it's a little like it. broader and bolder, I guess. But I like. I feel like a white W on this would look really fucking cool. It would look pretty good. 
but and then yeah. and, and then that, I feel like that eagle, like this eagle, would like look better like on the navy blue. I don't know. That's just me. Maybe because I'm I, used to. But the eagle looks good on anything. Yeah, it's I true. know the biggest complaint about these new ones is that it looks like the Rangers Winter Classic jerseys from like. Yeah, that's what Bob said. Yep, yep. I like them. I like them. I like a yeah, good I navy like blue, but I like how so, simple they are. So they're gonna wear them seven times this year, including tonight versus the Islanders. Our first game versus the Islanders. Um, do you like that the fact that we're wearing these seven times this year compared to the Screaming Eagle only four times? I wish we were. I wish it was vice versa. Yeah, fuck that. Seven I times wish, is a lot. How many home games are we playing? Twenty something. I wish these were like just the home twenty-eight jerseys. home games. We're wearing them seven times. Just make the retros the home jerseys, dude. Like, the re- play, if retros are every home, fucking game. Every goddamn game. I mean, that's just me. I'm probably I'm probably just a sucker for saying that, but I just have a soft spot for the other ones because they won the cup in them. Yeah, that's true. I but everyone was saying that other third jersey that we had was cursed, but I love those jerseys. I me love too. them too. I hated how everyone best. said not to wear them. They're the best jerseys. Yeah, they are. They are. Well, we wore like, that in the. Well, I wish we would bring the white ones back too. Remember the ones we wore in the Pittsburgh? Yeah, they actually Classic? wore those in the playoffs, and we wore them in the playoffs. And was it like 2015 when we? Yeah, against the, the Islanders, beat the and Islanders. lost to the Rangers, and then lost to the Rangers. Yeah, in Game Seven because yeah. that that epic Holpe where he's just like laying on the ice after. Whoever fucking scores on us probably Derek step on really relevant. Player. The last goal that Haglund's had in his career was that game winner <laughs> in Game Seven in 2015 yeah, right. in the playoffs. I mean, th- we're getting a little off the rails here, but that was like the most heartbreaking. <laughs> that Rangers one was lost. tough. That was, that was a that was a two that was a two zero series lead. Yeah, I think I legitimately think cried it, after they lost. It might have been a three one series lead at one point too. Yeah, it was. Yeah, was. It was a two zero and then a three one. That was the one that, like, yeah. I think that was the one playoff series that hurt the most. Yeah, that was bad. I agree. That one, in, that one in the Penguins, twenty seventeen one. Yep. Yeah, I agree. Those are the two where I was just like, we're never gonna win. It's never gonna happen. Yeah. So and then we won. So there's your news and notes for the day. Uh, let's get into some recaps. We'll start with the Pittsburgh Penguins. All right. So recapping the second of the two Pittsburgh games here, we lost in the shootout in the first one. We get to the second one here, and it's the Caps early. And often it's that new kind of like hybrid third line of Oshi Eller panic and Oshi just fires this one cross ice. It like I think it was panic that lifted the stick and it goes right to Eller and then he just snaps it home and it's one nothing caps. Ben, I know you saw this one. Uh, what were your thoughts on it? Uh, Oshi's pass was crazy. Like I said in my video, like he could shoot a pilot like just from the ground. Like he could just shoot him while he's flying. Like he's so accurate. While people are moving, he's crazy. I love Oshi, but it was a good shot by Eller too. Yeah, it was a great shot by LRAB. Uh, any thoughts on that, Tuck? Yeah, was was it a good shot or was it a bad play by the goaltender? I thought I low key thought that goaltender probably should have had it. Really? I mean, uh, I mean, what? Probably right. Maybe I maybe I'm maybe I saw it from like the only angle that I saw from because I didn't see it live and they kept showing the same replay of it mm-hmm. and it just didn't look great. It looked like it almost did it did it, did it go top shoulder or did it go seven hole? I thought it might have been seven hole. I just remember like when I saw it, it looked like Eller like ripped it, but you could be right and I could be wrong. Yeah. Well, I'm I'm also very harsh on goalies. And if you let in a seven hole goal, then you're you fucking should have had it. That's that's my that's my philosophy. You're on automatically game. getting yeah, you're automatically just in a shit ton of trouble. But yeah, I mean he gets it over. Eller kind of catches it and he like kind of corrals it like on the backside and like pulls it in and he just rips it. No, it went short side. He's short side and okay. in. Just okay. hammered it in there. Um, and then it's Pittsburgh coming right back uh, much later in the period. They get one. It's Colton Skivior. Uh, I don't know if you guys saw this one, but he kind of just clean cleans up a loose puck here. They drive in. They get a shot in. And this is one that Vanacek, it looks like he has covered. 
Yeah, I was going to say, if you hate like that last goal, maybe you hate this yeah. one. He just kind of like awkwardly, like he literally catches it and then just like awkwardly falls and the puck's just laying there and the pins are able to tap it in. Yeah, as soon as he moved, the, the puck was moving out like because he didn't know where it was. He, he also had, I think it was like on his elbow basically, right? Yeah, it was kind of yeah, like it like it looked like it handcuffed him a bit um, and just kind of got him up top there. But I, I don't know. If you don't one, like a lot of people were clamoring that the whistle took too long, but that would have been a very quick whistle if they would have actually. Yeah. Yeah. It would have been quick. Yeah. And it's, that just shows like, to me that the goalie, like he wasn't confident in him making the first save, which I don't like because as, yeah. as soon as you second guess yourself, you're like, Oh shit, where's the puck fumbles out, goes in the net. It's like, ah, oh, fuck. Uh, so, I mean, didn't love it. I'm not going to super bash him yet. Because mm-hmm. uh, he's been playing pretty fucking well, but yeah, we're not going to bash him because you know we get to the faceoff, we win the faceoff. It's Ovi. He gets the puck. He tosses it to Tom Wilson. Tom Wilson rips it. It hits to Smith in the shoulder, and that fucking bounces up and in. And six seconds later, we're back with a two-one lead. Yeah, if that first one wasn't bad, that one was real fucking bad. <laughs> we're like shit. Yeah. check just let in a trickler, and then Wilson comes down, and just rips one at the Smith's chest, and it finds a way in. <laughs> Yeah, I think I put I think I put in the blog. I was like, "What a fucking moron!" or something. Yeah. Like that. <laughs> Literally, yeah. what the fuck are you yeah, doing? Smith's such an idiot. I bet he won't do anything crazy good this game. Yeah, but yeah, right. he won't do anything crazy, sick, and awesome this game. So later on in that period, the time's winding down. We get to about twenty seconds left. Carlson gets the puck, brings it in, tosses it over, and it's Tom Wilson crashing that hard on the back door. And with sixteen seconds left in the period, gives us a three-one lead, and he's got two in the game already, and he's by far our MVP of the season. He's the Heisman front runner at this point. Yeah, I think this goal is the reason why I love John Carlson. Was he like jumped up in the neutral zone, kept the puck, squeaked through? Uh, I forget who it was on the wall. And then just threw like the most accurate backhand saucer pass I've ever seen. And Tom Wilson yeah. buried it. And I feel like he's like the only defenseman who will do that. Like yeah, for as yeah. bad as he's defensively, I feel like he makes up for it in a lot of ways. Yeah. Um, Tom, like you said, Tom Wilson, thousand percent the best player on our team right now. Yeah. Um, so it's I mean, love seeing him on the score sheet right now, just lighting it up. Um, and at this point, three one. Score a sixteen. Uh, score sixteen seconds left. I'm Those already late period goals. It. Yep. I'm already cho- chalking this game goals. up as a win. But here's the problem: yep. this team's always been bad with penalties. So what happens? The Caps start taking penalties in the second period. We take one. Jake Gensel gets on the board with a power play goal. Five minutes into the second, he makes it three to two. But just three minutes later, finally, the Birdman. Uh, finds his way onto the board. It's kind of a puck that goes in. It goes to Sprongs. It gets tossed on that. Kuzi's there to feed the chickens and pick up the rebound. Uh, it's just like, I think it goes from, from Sprong uh, up to the point there. I want to say that is, who is that? Just tossing the puck on that. Vrana. One of the lefties. No, one of the lefties. Is it Vrana? Yeah, I think it was a lefty. Yeah, it was Vrana. Vrana coming into the zone kind of late. He gets the puck on that and uh, it just goes off to Smith's pad. And Kuzi's there just to tap it in. And it's four to two, and you're feeling fucking good, right? Yeah, that's just this like a is, good uh, goal. That's just like garbage goal. It's a garbage goal. Uh and again, uh bashing to Smith all fucking game long. I they they even bashed him on the uh on the on the broadcast yeah. there saying he's gotta have that rebound. Like he can't let a rebound like that. That's terrible control. I mean, it's, a, it's a pretty you get it from the right side yeah, and you kick pretty, it left. Like you can't kick it out in the middle left. Like Kuznetsov's yeah, never it's, gonna it's shoot from anywhere else. So. Yeah. yeah. So, so, I mean, 
four-two. You're hand, feeling good. Like, yeah. Yeah, great play by the Caps. It's four to two. And then the Caps, you think they're going to win the game here. It's a five on three. Uh, we finally have a chance. And it's like, oh, shit. Like, we might, it's going to be five to two. It might be six to two after this. But instead, it becomes four to three. The Smith corrals a puck and just fucking sends it. <laughs> NHL, like, 20 style. Just, like, user goalie. Just sends the puck down the ice. Three on five. Pins get a breakaway. Uh, he springs uh, Teddy Bluger on a breakaway on a three on five situation. And Shorty want to ride all night because he took it home, buries it, and it's a four to three game. Dude, I mean, this is where I'm thinking this is the same exact fucking team as last year. I'm just like, are you fucking kidding me? A five on three goal? Yeah. Like, that's absolutely absurd. And the reason why we let up so many shorties is because low-key Ovi and Carlson are like our slowest guys on the fucking team for some reason. And they're the guys that are they're the last <laughs> men back. Yeah, yeah. I actually don't yeah. even know like how this was possible. Like they must have like they dumped it in on a five on three, correct? Yeah, uh, I think I want to say we rang it, rang it left side, came around to Smith corrals it behind the net, picks it up and literally just launches it, turns and launches. He, I'm almost positive he picked it up in front of the net. Did he? In front, I thought, it, it, I thought it, it was in front it of the net. It might have been too, even. Which is insane because that means they dumped it in. Yeah. Which would never have to happen on a five on three. It, it, it's it's fucking insane. The fact that yeah, the fact that we're not carrying pucks in. Yeah, on five on threes is kind of telling you everything you need to know right there. So yeah, it's just not it's just not smart decision making at all. Like it's and it's like how do you not change something up? It's it literally just yeah, it is a dump. It, it's a dump from outside the blue line on the left side right at him, and he catches yeah, exactly. it, drops it to a stick, and fucking sends it. And then there's no one back to cover Bluger. No one back. It's the Ovi. Hands. And he's just he, Ovi gets halfway back. He hits the hash marks and does the one hand slash to the leg, and it's just like yeah. cool four to three and you know what happens we don't score on that five on three and as soon as we get out of it we take another penalty malkin equalizes makes it a four four game in the second period this goal might have made me more mad because of how wide open malkin was oh he's just sitting there alone puck finds his way across and vanacek's let up a lot of those we'll get to those in the buffalo games but vanacek pretty much every goal he lets in are one-timers from his left side yep every single goal so third period third period goes scoreless and then it's Sidney crosby in overtime uh, wins the game. I feel like Caps haven't done shit in overtime this year. No, I was just about to say that's their worst period, which is terrible. Yeah. Yeah, they yeah. they like literally just never touch the puck, it feels like. And I saw – you could see this goal kind of coming from a mile away. Like it, like, Yeah, you could. You could. Like Jake, like Jake Gensel getting around those boards. Like as soon as Jake Gensel got around that guy on the boards, I was like, oh, game over. Like I don't even know what's going to happen here, but I'd, they're going to score somehow. And – Crosby picks up a loose change. I think Backstrom uh, gets caught flat-footed there, I think. Um, I'm not sure. I'm not sure whose guy that was, but it, it, like, it literally was just Crosby going hard in the net, and the, whoever was supposed to take him did like literally just wasn't skating. I just hate that it's always Sid, and I know that Pittsburgh fans love that we hate that it's always Sid, but I hate that it's always Sid. <clears throat> yeah, I mean, because they get to brag about it, and they're like, see, he's he's still better, and it's just like, yeah, well, fuck them. Yeah, so. <laughs> that's, that's that's really what it is. <laughs> fuck them. At center, with 20 seconds to operate, John Carlson. Timing cut in front. Score! Wilson again. And that was right off the bench, and Tom Wilson simply made a beeline, kept his feet moving on the line change. Ball Joe, and he puts it in. So take it to Friday night. where It's Buffalo again, guys. We've played Buffalo four of our six first games already, 
And uh, that's kind of the team you want to play right now in this division. Outside of, I think, probably New Jersey. That's the team you want to play without your Man, Russians. New Jersey's surprisingly Yeah, New Jersey's They're good, surprisingly though. in, like, third place right now. Yeah. Because yeah. <laughs> um, uh, I, I tweeted this, I think, yesterday. I was, people forget yeah. that Jack Hughes is pretty fucking good. Yeah. So Friday night, the Caps are back on F and 7th, baby. We're back in the district. We're back in Chinatown. We're back across the street from the legendary Rocket Bar for the first time in like 10 months. Last time we played Philly, uh, last time we were at home, it was against Philly and we probably got shit kicked. I think we did actually um, in the home game. So it's good to have the boys back. So they had the virtual red carpet event, this, that, and the other. This was the first game with, with the news of the Russians being out, uh, this, that, and the other. So let's get to the first period here. Not that bad. I mean, it was kind of a Lavalier. Obviously, dumbed down the systems a bit. He kind of made it simple. Keep it simple, stupid. That's stupid shit they teach you in schools. Like keep keep it simple, stupid. But that's kind of what Lavalier did at this game plan. But unfortunately, it's um, it's Eric Stahl getting on the board first uh, about twelve minutes into the game, and it's a one nothing lead for Buffalo. But then it's been the Caps' probably second best player in Nick Backstrom. Um, Absolutely tying the game for us and it's the same thing he's just kind of feeding the chickens there he's picking up uh a, a puck shot a, pu- a shot from the point by dylan he gets it in and backstrom's there to clean it up it was a beautiful tip by wilson so dylan gets the puck on the left side throws it in wilson beautiful tip between the legs it goes right to backstrom and it's in the net one one you didn't mention that eric Stahl's goal had a secondary assist from zidane chara well that, that that first eric Stahl goal is terrible i mean they wrap it around he goes behind to get it Literally just gets stick lifted. The puck's yeah. stolen off of his stick, and they kick it out front. Vanacek yeah, has no idea like where the puck is. He just gave it to him. I was like, "What are you yeah. doing? Like, jeez." Yeah, he set up I, some dumb goals. He's been he's been on the ice for some dumb goals this year early on. Yeah, I'm just I, saying. I was just like, like I was talking to my roommate Johnny. I was just bragging about like he's like, dude, I didn't realize Char is gonna be like actually playing for us. I thought he was gonna be healthy scratch and stuff. And I was just like, yeah, man, he's getting like twenty minutes a game. He's playing great. All this shit, and then that's the first goal, and he's like that was not great and i was like you are yeah. correct you are you are a very sound person right now with for you're saying- a very sound person right now so nikki cleans it up that's the end of the first period one go one one um and then it's the legend the legendary line this has been probably our best line that fourth line grind that's now become our third line grind and uh nick dowd when ov suspended somebody has to drop to one knee and just hammer pucks in the net and that's yeah, nick, nick fucking down baby nick fucking dowd yeah, yeah. Darren I mean, Hathaway like put Taylor Hall through the boards before this too, right? This was this goal. Yeah, it was a great he fucking hit. Yeah, yeah. Not this goal. Not this we, goal. This was a goal that Carlson pinches, keeps it in, gets it down low to Verona. Verona pops it out, and Dow drops away. Right. And this is next top game. Left. This is next game. Yeah. Oh, uh, whoops. Well, either way, yeah. Uh, with all the, with all the suspense, we play the Sabers so much. It's like fuck, I, yeah, I don't even I know. know what game is what. Nick, like Nick Dowd, he kind of like every time he like. Is, gets asked to step up he steps up big i feel like like he plays well like with more minutes yeah last year like i was just kind of indifferent towards him like he was just the fourth line guy but this year i'm noticing him and hathaway a lot more mm-hmm. yeah for sure so two one lead and one of the caps do they blow it um it's dylan cousins so one of very sick i mean he's straight out of the world juniors comes down and just snipes vanacek over he his right shoulder to tie it too he that's if you're gonna score your first goal in the nhl and you get a pipe like that like that's that's what yeah. you want it was a yeah, Brian could, Pinho turnover. Crazy. Oh, it was terrible. Oh. Terrible turnover at the fucking blue line or the red line, and they just come down and hammer it home. Ah, oh, Jesus. You love to see it. So three minutes later, it's Jacob Rana. I mean, he's buzzing, man. It's three goals in five games for him because he can only score in the regular season, but that's the same thing. It's it's a puck that gets up to the point. It's hammered on net by Zdeno Chara, and then it's Vrana right there to feed, feed the chickens, clean up the mess. 
and it's uh, we're back in the we're back in the lead. Yeah, it's Daniel Chara first point as a cap, and we're off and running. Yeah, so. we. Well, yeah, I mean, you got Verona rolling now. Backstrom rolling. Wilson was rolling. Uh, when you when those guys are rolling, like we should find success. But you still got Kuzi not playing that great. Carlson uh, isn't playing the best, honestly, right now. Like. We're kind of getting to the point where Blake's all over it. That guy Blake's all over Carlson. No kidding. Yeah. Uh, We're kind of getting to the point in their careers where literally everyone has to be playing at their fucking best to, in order for us to succeed. Like we used to be able to kind of get away with it. I feel like, like if one, if if Kuzi was rolling and he was the only one rolling, the entire team was, or if Backstrom was or anything like that. But now like, I just feel like we're kind of a step behind the rest of the NHL where literally everyone has to be on their top of their game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they have to be. So, no goals in the third period, no goals in overtime. We go to a shootout, and it's just at this point, I was kind of tweeting from the account. It's just like you love to see it. I mean, we got a point. We're getting points. Yeah. That's all you can do. We're going to try to get two, and then it's Oshi miss, Eichel miss, Backstrom miss, Taylor Hall miss, Jacob Vrana miss, Dylan Cousins miss, and then it's John Carlson winning the game for us. Uh, on a five-hole shot, and then Sam Reinhardt comes down and gets stopped by Vanacek, and Vanacek stops 4-4, and I tweeted this too. Oshie, every time he misses, I feel like it's an auto-loss for us. Yeah, Even though we won this one. It's, it, Did I he, like, like break his hand? Like, why can't he do shootouts anymore? He well, we're about to look. talk about it in the next game, but he's 0-3 for 3 on the year already? Like, what the fuck, dude? What? You, that's, yeah. what? that's not your job. You're not supposed yeah. to miss these. And they you haven't sport. been good. I was gonna say you score every time and you make it look so easy. Yeah. And the and the ones he misses are like he 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 drops the goalie and puts it over the net. That's when he misses. Yeah, yeah, yeah. no, he used to go like five hole for like every one. Now he's like going low blocker and they stop it at, or it's always all mark stopping it every time. Yeah, it is all mark stopping every time. So Caps pick up that win and you're 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 feeling really good. I mean, it's um you're picking up that two points. You're happy with one point, but you're picking up two points. You're like, all right, first of four games, you got two of two. Capitals lost in a four-round shootout in Pittsburgh. Gensel provided the winner. Carlson trying to give Washington the lead. Carlson fires, he scores! So we get to the next game. Uh, same situation, but we're switching up lines a little bit, and our boy Connor McMichael makes his debut as a Washington Capital. And that's got, that's got people going. because, And I really like the fact that Lavaliette didn't just like stuff him on the fourth line or the third line or something to get lost. He put him with that Eller and Panic line. And it was yeah. just like great because they, they they did the Verona Backstrom Oshi first line and then they because obviously Wilson's hurt he got hurt last game that last Buffalo game uh, got ruled out I think mid second period maybe the entire third period is when it happened but uh, so it's McMichael on that second line now it's like good put him with somebody that can help like make something happen because I hate that shit when they put these new guys these real studs just down on the fourth line like obviously he's not going to make an impact down there getting seven minutes and playing with guys that are just grinding. Yeah, I low-key was hoping that they would put, just straight up put him with Backstrom uh, and, and put Vrana on the second line with Lars or something like that or Oshi or keep Oshi down there. Yeah. Um, just because, I don't like, he's a finisher. Like, and Backstrom, yeah. Backstrom dishes the puck. So, um, I, I, I felt like, I mean, Lars does too, don't get me wrong. And I'm, I'm glad he's got, he got second minutes, but uh, second line minutes. But I would like to see Laviolette flirt flirt with the uh f- with uh, the first line for a couple shifts or something. Yeah, yeah maybe definitely. some Mick Michael back from Ovi. Yeah. yeah, that'd be sick. Yeah, I would I definitely mean, want to see Mick Michael. 
Because I like I wasn't overly impressed with him in the World Juniors, even though he put up numbers. I didn't think he looked that good. He looked like, like he was on a super team. He could just sit in front of the net and score, which is pretty much all of his goals. Yeah. So I'd like to see more of him. Agreed. Agreed. So first period, only one goal, and it's the fourth line grind. Now the third line grind down there. They're buzzing. They're buzzing. That puck gets wrapped around up the boards, and Justin Schultz picks it up and just fires it, and he gets his first as a capital. Kind of a weak shot. He's just literally one time in it off the half wall trying to keep it in. It finds its way to the back of the net. It's a coach's dream. Shots on net. It's a coach's dream, baby. Pucks on net and fucking crash. So second period now, Colin Miller gets one early for the Sabres. He ties it up one to one, and then the Caps would. Well, let's start here. We know how this game went. It was it was a four three loss, but it was three to three going into overtime. Obviously, uh, Buffalo with three power play goals. Five v five, we win this game two to nothing. Two to nothing. No, one to nothing. But still, it's 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 the penalties, man. It's it's kind of getting out of control. Buffalo goes three for five on the power play this game. We'll start with yeah. that. Start with the penalties. I mean that that law taking penalties lost us this game, and Absolutely. could have lost it in regulation if you count the penalty shot given to Taylor Hall, who he beats Vanacek and hits the post. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, it's like we got stack guy Blake all over it, right? Um, he basically is saying. Like he says on all of his Blake takes, I think, uh, so yeah. far, he's he's saying how dominant we are five on five. It doesn't yeah. fucking matter when we're taking five to six penalties a goddamn game. We're taking a minimum of five penalties a game. Yeah, it, it like it doesn't matter how good you are five on five. You're taking if you're playing at least ten minutes shorthanded of the game. It's it's absolutely ridiculous, and and, and our power play still doesn't look good. Two for three so, this game, but I agreed. Uh, it it still doesn't look great. Like uh, some of the, the, That's the power not on are, it. True. <laughs> or, I I thought it would, I thought it might help honestly, but it's not obviously. No, fuck no. I just it's this is where I'm saying like it feels it kind of feels like the same fucking teams last year. And uh, it's just annoying because, like Sam Pell said when we talked to her, it's just like there's nothing that you can like coach about it. Like it's just like, there, it's but just, there is. Like, is there? I, I mean, kind of. I, like I mean, I like, had a guy that I was mean, bad in penalties, and I figured sitting. his shit out halfway through the season. In the NHL? Not right, saying like, I should be co- – well, I mean, not yet. <laughs> <laughs> Until they call me. Like, Grant, there's no, there's a lot of similarities between a 17-year-old kid and an NHL player, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, these established egos in the NHL. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, it's – I mean, if you look at all these penalties, too, weren't they all fucking trips? Yeah, they're, they're all, all stick penalties. penalties. All – well, to be fair, the one penalty we took in this game was the one that was on Siegenthaler where the fucker stepped on the puck. Yeah. And collapsed. Yeah, that's a bad it's like, call. all right. The one on Taylor Hall uh, on Chara where Hall's skating up the ice, Chara swings his stick, hits the outside of his legs, not like in between, not behind. He hits the front of his legs. And Taylor Hall is so perfectly able to drop to his knees to draw it for that split second, pop right back up with possession of the puck, go down the ice and get a shot on that. It's like, mm, mm. buddy, you fell contact and you fell. Yeah, I mean, I, he played it perfectly. Honestly, it's it's yeah, he Taylor Hall. He He's yeah. pretty fucking good. Um, yeah, what I thought was that a clear like I feel like there has been clearer breakaways than that, and they haven't called like a penalty shot. I was pretty shocked that they called a penalty shot. If I'm not, maybe I'm not. On ready. Taylor Hall's later in the third, yeah. It was. I, I mean, thought so too. Like I was just like like I've seen someone like hit two steps above another player, and I thought Char Char was kind of like right on him, wasn't he? 
Yeah, he or was like I'm pretty much he was pretty much right on top of him. Taylor Hall gets a puck and he just I mean he's in distance to just turn and swing his stick. Mm-hmm. Granted, that so, stick's uh, fucking ten feet long, but he's he's in the distance to sit there and swing his stick over. So and our PK was looking so bad, so, so I was kind of glad it was it a penalty was. shot, but at the same time, I was just like, yeah. oh fuck, it's Taylor Hall. Like <laughs> yeah. so kind of get back to it. It's one one. TJ Oshie, the caps get a power play. Uh, beautiful shot from the point by Schultz. TJ Oshie, beautiful tip drill. He's all alone. Nobody in front of the net but TJ Oshie, and he just smacks it down, down and in, and cute Country Rose, baby. Such Nothing turns me goal. on than fucking more than hearing Country Rose player two fucking. I just love how Oshie just kept his stick there and didn't move it once, and Schultz saw that and shot it right at his blade. I thought that was so nice. Yeah, Next thing you know, it's but... a two-point game for Justin Schultz already. I love yeah. Trevor Schultz. Trevor Schultz, yeah, for your video. <laughs> He did his recaps video and wrote Trevor Schultz in the one oops. video. He was like, oops. <laughs> uh, oh, so, Olofsson, Caps take another penalty. Uh, Obviously, Olofsson. Olofsson <laughs> ties it at 2-2. We get to the third period. What do you know? Caps take a penalty, and it's Eric Stahl again. And I felt like all three of these power play goals this period were Banachek's left side, one-timers just beating him. And it's 3-2 to two early. Uh, so, we get later on to the third period. Nick Backstrom on the power play, about 20 seconds left in it, I think it was. He kind of corrals it. Takes it behind the net, banks it off Allmark's back, and and then and it's a three three game, and we get another point. We get one point at least. The weird thing I saw about this goal was everyone tweeting about it, saying like, "This is a beauty by Backstrom." I feel like he just whipped it on net. Like I don't think he thought too much. Yeah, about he it. just he was just like, "Oh look, yeah, let me just shoot it." Yeah, <laughs> it was nice that he yeah, thought he, to put he, it on. He net. saw someone in front of. The... Yeah, exactly. I, like he. He, he saw somebody out front, and I think he was just kind of throwing it there just to see what happens. And it went yeah, in. exactly. It definitely wasn't like, oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, Although, if if Crosby if Crosby had done something like that, the broadcast would have been oh, all over. Like, like, look at the like awareness that. at this guy. <laughs> look yeah. at the awareness. Um, so we get to the shootout. The Caps, since they won last game at John Carlson, they send them first. He gets saved. Jack Eichel obviously do. He scores, TJ Oshie miss, middle stat miss, and then a backstrom miss. So that wins the game for Buffalo. Two points for them. Oshie again misses. Um, one thing I will say before we get to Unleash the Fury here is that I was very impressed with how the Dowd Hathaway Haglin line ha- has handled the Hall and Eichel line through the first four games. They haven't scored on us 5v5 yet. Yeah, I was about to say they're only getting yeah. on the power play. And it's like obviously because their power play, like we talked about, is unreal, I think. <laughs> So it's good to see those guys right. getting the big minutes against them because they deserve it. Yeah, like should we just play them against number one lines all the time because they fucking grind yeah. their ass off. Yeah, yeah. I think Sakai Blake tweeted the stat like interesting development here is this line's got the most ice time. It's like, well, yeah, because all they're doing is playing against Hall and Eichel, who are yeah. both very snake bit, thankfully right now. But it's like the more minutes they play, the more minutes this line's gonna play. Because mm-hmm. we're not putting like Brian Fino and shit like that out there against them. Yeah. <laughs> so. So and then it gives and then it gives Backstrom a better right. matchup too. Yep. So there it is. We're four of eight games done with Buffalo, two of eight with Pittsburgh, and we're bringing it back now, guys. It's the Unleash the Fury segment. It's when we go on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and just find very stupid things that Caps fans say. So let's get to it. All right, back with Unleash the Fury. I've got a couple tweets. Ben's got a couple. AB, I think you might have found some right now. But I'll start with my first one here. <laughs> and uh, so somebody replies to the Caps after losing to Pittsburgh, and he goes, they go, I should say, 
we're never going to beat Pitt again, are we? Question mark. I want to love the Capitals, but you guys make it darn near impossible. This organization does know how to win, only piss games away. And he put a star on the second S in piss, so it wasn't the full curse word. Oh, thank God. <laughs> God. Oh, thank so, God. So I'm... he's very upset. This team will never beat Pittsburgh again. Uh, and it all, yeah, all we're doing, all we're doing is pissing games away. So Buddy, there's my to... first one. Buddy, we went to an overtime and a fucking shootout, dude. Like, chill the fuck out. Yeah. What do you got we'll for us, Ben? Win. We're piss asterisking games away. We're piss asterisking <laughs> games away. What do you got for us, Ben? Uh, all right. I have one from a Caps fan. It says, regarding uh, – this was after, I think, their second Pittsburgh game, January 19th. Okay. Regarding Tom Wilson, consider this. He did not have a single shot attempt in the first game between these teams. <laughs> None. Right after he scores his second goal of the first period. I also think that was the one where it was like his famous shift where he chased down Crosby and then Marino and then got it to Kuznetsov. Like, right. Easily the That's best funny. player. Good That's call. That's shit. What you got, AB? Uh, the only one I could find like off the top of my head, our shooters are terrible in the shootout. One freaking goal out of nine. Pathetic losers. <laughs> <laughs> Fair assessment of the team. This one's yeah. got it. So this is a reply to Samantha Pell announcing that the Caps got fined a hundred thousand dollars. Somebody says, even off the ice, this team this team can't stop taking stupid penalties. Dot dot dot. The Lavalette era sucks. <laughs> oh man. What an early take. We're undefeated in the regular season, and the Lavalette era sucks. The Lavalette era sucks. All right. I have one. It's actually from a decently famous account, but it was just a quote tweet talking about the Capitals' new jerseys. And you know how they always have to bullshit some excuse for every yeah. little design. So the color scheme is aligned with the United States of America's flag, with each color also representing attributes displayed by Capitals fans. Red for dedication, white represents loyalty, and blue honors community. <laughs> like, how? All right. How does it what do that? Fuck? I don't know. Jesus Christ. These these guys are stretching now. Stretching. The color. Here is um here's one after the Buffalo shootout win. Gotta ask, dot dot dot. Are the Cavs better without Ovechkin question mark? Oh, love, love those takes. takes. Love absolutely. Love those. <laughs> well, here's the thing. Absolutely fucking not, we aren't. <laughs> Secondly, absolutely fucking <laughs> not, we aren't. <laughs> Dude, huh, trade Ovi? Should we should we start trading Ovi again? Should we th- Think about a guy. Well, I saw another take too on Twitter that was like, "Don't be surprised if Ov legit like gets upset about this and goes back to the KHL this season." Yeah, well, I, I was like, surprised. "Huh? I won't be surprised at all." Seems because very logical. Seems so all logical, right. dude. I got a good one. This is okay. after the shootout loss. <laughs> it's in Spanish. Oh yes. Me molan estos tweets en español. <laughs> Please <laughs> translate was... tweet. Translate tweet button. Let's see what it says. I love these tweets in Spanish. <laughs> oh, man. That guy's great. We should give him a follow. We should give him a spot on the podcast, to be honest. <laughs> yeah, we should give um, him money. Oh, he's a Buffalo so yeah, fan. Facebook, Facebook's like Twitter is just dumb shit, but Facebook's just like people that are like actually think they can complain and it makes sense. It's like, no, what you're saying doesn't. Yeah. Yeah, oh, this guy said, said already finding it hard getting into the season. Season the schedule sure is not much fun. Neither is this team to watch. Huh? 
completely fucking wrong. This schedule is awesome. I love having these. Yeah, yeah, I know. It's the best. It's so sick. I mean, every like all these teams fucking hate each other now. Like Jack Eichel is he's he's getting frustrated as fuck with us. Yeah, I know. He was breaking he is, he is. And shit. And don't and I love Jack Eichel. I'm a big Jack Eichel guy, yeah. big, big American hero. But oh, one of the Facebook assistant coaches said, hang back on the PK and let them open up a firing range. You have to be aggressive on the PK and keep them from setting up. Both goalies were amazing, though. What? <laughs> oh god. You want to hang back oh, on the PK, but you want the PK to get aggressive and keep them from setting up. Make your fucking mind up there. Coach, hang back yeah, and be aggressive. Hang back and be aggressive. Guys, we have to sit back and block shots, but we have to attack, okay? Yeah, love it. <laughs> we have to so, have high-pressure PK, but sit down. Sit back, okay? Right. Love it. Perfect. So with that being said, guys, we're going to kick it over to part one of our interview with Vlad and Chase, the host of the Never Far From Home Hockey Podcast. All right, guys, we now welcome on a very interesting guest. I usually go with a special guest type mantra for the beginning here, but this one's different. This is Vlad and Chase, guys. It's uh, He's the host of the Never Far From Home podcast, which is a podcast about himself. He goes around traveling the country, talking to referees, the players, anybody who's been involved with the hockey community, and he gets their story. He's a, he's a total rink rat. Yeah. Can I say that? Yeah. Oh, 100%. Total rink rat, man. So, I mean, there he is, Vlad and Chase. What's going on, man? Oh, just living my best life. Love it. So, we just finished up recording for your show. Uh, but by, by the time this comes out, guys, I'll, I'll have pushed um, his podcast and all that good stuff, my interview on there, all over our social and all that good stuff. But let's start right there. I mean, never far from home. When I mean, you have the background in radio. Kind of talk about your radio career coming up in that and then what got you into, you know, starting a podcast and the idea of, starting this podcast in particular, which is just a crazy concept, but an awesome one. Well, it works pretty seamlessly, actually, because for a long time, I was telling you well, a couple hours ago now before we were able to <laughs> yeah. get the, the Never Far From Home one dropped. But uh, I, I was wanting to become an NHL broadcaster, play-by-play guy. I did a lot of radio, loved radio, got the face for it and everything. My boss continued yeah, to tell me that. Yeah, um, But absolutely loved so many facets of of the audio and of course I love the game. I mean, I grew up yeah. playing, I was in steamboat. So like the small yeah, steamboat Colorado for all you out there. Yeah. Right. And like great mountain town resort town, people from all over the world go there to ski, um, ski town, USA. They've got this phenomenal, phenomenal, um, winter sports club that has pumped out like more Olympians than any other single town, I believe. Right. And Any like all big names that the people would recognize? Well, I mean, Johnny Spillane, Todd Lodwick, a lot of like Nordic combined jumpers mm-hmm. and then Alpine, uh, somewhat, but a lot of the like Nordic, um, gotcha. champions. So like gold medalists, I mean, we're talking not just people who go and, you know, Oh, I went to the Olympics and yeah. I had the experience like they win, uh, which is badass, but Am I allowed to do that? I forgot to ask. Are yeah, we, hell yeah. You come fuck, just, fucking whatever the fuck you want to say <laughs> on here. Fuck yeah, buddy. <laughs> so, uh, you know, it was, it was something where being there in, in the community, it's a phenomenal thing. I grew up, but it was small. So my hockey, my hockey world was pretty much summed up in a bubble. Like we traveled an hour and a half to get to the closest rink. Um, but being inside of that was still pretty special because so many people came there to set roots down for their families. So we actually had some pretty good knowledge, um, and grew up playing. Okay. The level, like there's not going to be state champions out of steamboat. 
right? right. It's not going to happen just because of I mean, where the, the place w- this. Where's the majority of state champions from Colorado come from? Probably like the city. The front range, yeah. It's like yeah. it's going to be Denver, maybe yeah. Colorado Springs, but predominantly that Denver metro area and yeah. the greater Denver area because kids go there and then there's the programs that are triple a that are kind of up and down the Get front the US range development team there it's just you have like, some cool stuff yeah. don't get me wrong but in steamboat you don't even get exposed to that and like growing up when i did there wasn't even as much of like a, an a ability for us to find out about junior leagues like yeah they were out there still um but it wasn't as easy to getting that access as it is now right you go and you can email a coach you can yeah. check on their Twitter, their DM Facebook, them. whatever it is, right? You're totally right. Um, so that being the case, I, I did grow up and from like six, I remember playing knee hockey and being like, fuck, I'm, I was announcing games. My siblings, I'm, I'm the last of 10. And there's five of us that are all pretty close, like me and then my oldest sisters, I think eight years older than I am in that group of five. And then I've got someone 37 years, like we won't get into that. But uh <laughs> Like, I remember them laughing at me and they will tell the same thing. Like, you fucking loser. Like, you were playing shinny with yourself and fucking announcing the Stanley Cup. Like, mm-hmm. and it, it was hilarious. But I knew from a young age that I loved the sport and I wanted to be involved in it. And as I matured, I, I, I gained that as kind of my goal was, hey, I want to announce. Um, and I've got a cool caveat story that hopefully I can push because I'm I'm getting something. We'll go there now. <laughs> my hope is by like 2025 uh-huh. to announce for the NHL franchise. Yeah. EA. Oh, so, so you're going to be in Chell when everybody's well, be butthurt sick, about dude. fucking losing the kids in Chell that are just doing backdoor passes. You're going to be the guys like, Oh, another goal. It'd be pretty dope. And yeah, then like, I would be like, Oh yeah, I didn't do it for one friend. I did it for them all. Like <laughs> it'd be pretty cool. So that's like, you know, my back door into trying to do it. And, and I had someone tell me, they're like, you got to put out in the world what you want. And that's one of the things I'm like, that's a little, you know, side goal that I have. Uh-huh. But anyways, back to it, man. I'm like getting all off track here. Wanted to announce. We don't, we don't worry about timelines on this one. Good. Don't thank, worry. Thank, <laughs> fuck you. And if uh, you listen you. to his episode with me on it, yeah. <laughs> that's how we're that walking was, around here. That was fantastic. So I, I get going on this dream. Um, ended up going to Denver for broadcast school. Went back to Steamboat and I'd interned with the radio up there. Ended up working for this cluster of stations that had, you know, seven of the stations in the Steamboat and like Northwest Colorado area. Had a bunch of exposure. I, in my mind, I'm like, I'm going to go up, hone my craft, get really, really good, and then be able to kind of make that next step. Completely wrong, at least for mm-hmm. me. Like it, it was, you're not getting any exposure from people. You're not inside of you know for me cronky sports like i needed to go be a yes man for them for 10 years yeah. and work <clears throat> up inside of that mm-hmm. connor mcgahee that job just opened the radio job three years ago came up and i actually had connor on my pod so that was pretty okay. fun but okay it was interesting because he was that like he worked himself through that uh you know parent company and then eventually found himself at the helm of the radio so I come to that realization because of a friend who had worked for the Nuggets. He helped me out. And I'm like, all right, because of this, I'm, I'm ready. Like Steamboat has treated me super well, um, but I'm ready to go. Not to say I won't go back. I've got but a lot of But you got to broaden there. your horizons a bit. You got to expand out of Steamboat, 100%, Colorado. Dude. Yeah. 100%. And like there, it's a bubble community. Man. Yeah. It's even not just hockey, but like it's a bubble. You even if it's that's as easy as just driving an hour to Denver or however far you guys are from it. It's just like, yeah. get me into a city. 100%. And, and fuck that, I'm going to travel the country. So that's like <laughs> like a year and a half ago now. I'm like, all right, 
how can I make a trip actually like sustain itself? USA Hockey, national governing body of, you know, yeah, well, yeah. officials. That's kind of where my avenue was. So being an official for most of my career that I, I was able to be, um, I was like, fuck it, I'm going to go travel the country and, and ref. Being the audio nerd I am, that quickly was followed up with, I'm going to fucking start a podcast. And so, two birds, one stone, baby. 100%. Man. Why not? And like, you know, having you on was this special thing that kind of epitomizes what I'm doing. And that is, I don't really care about, uh, okay, I have to say this with a grain of salt. Like, obviously, I want to, you know, financially make a little bit on this podcast because yeah. I mean, I it's all of our goals. Well, I don't want to ref yeah. 80 to 100 games. Yeah, that too. Right? Like, I don't need to fucking make exorbitant amounts. I want to sustain my trip for as long as I can and tell as many stories as I can. Um, But where I will go next is like, I don't care about whether or not I do because I'm making the trip anyways. And if I have to wrap a fucking hundred games, I will. I will. Yeah. And so I get to, you know, on the side, tell all these stories, be a part of them yourself included right like we just sat down for 90 minutes right. on this fucking cool ass thing with help from a sponsorship of a tequila company and and like that's no where free ads but you can push me well, i mean here. you know <laughs> like danos is awesome there you go i i just have to say though like that's great and that yeah. will come with it because yeah. i think that there is going to be success to it and people will want to hear stories so i kind of want to jump around a little there's so many stick to the timeline parts we can building. start i know the fucking time the timeline's <laughs> fucked we're five minutes into the timeline's fucked so we'll start here. Who are some broadcasters you kind of looked up to? Do you study them? Like, do you study broadcasters? Do you kind of like pick and choose from guys like this is what he does well, this is what he does well, whether it's, you know, from the top to the bottom, whatever they do. But do you have a guy, do you have a, like maybe top three guys that you really hone in on? I mean, we were talking about you were trying to get Doc Emmerich on your podcast, yeah. Never Far From Home, and that would be sick. Obviously, he's one of the all-time greats, but who are a couple other guys that, you know, come to mind for you? So I do when I don't study him, I'll say that because on one hand, when I listen to a game, I'm listening different than 99.9% of people. I'm listening critically and there's no problem with that. Like, don't get me wrong. I'm not like, I'm fucking cool. No, I'm listening because I did want to do that. And I'm listening to how they're coming in and out. Uh, yeah, it is. And, and it was more so now I just get to kind of take a back seat and ask silly questions Mm -hmm. that, you know, you're fucking doing now. Jeez. Oh. The tables have turned. Build of the turntables. <laughs> but, uh, you know, for me, Doc was definitely one of them. That's why I, I want him on the show because he he is a student of the game. And I think, if memory serves, he had one play, a simple play, dumping the puck in. And this is, I'm going to paraphrase this this whole memory, but he said 147 different adjectives to describe that one play inside of a game. I may be off on my numbers, and it may not have been dumping the puck. If I in. look dumbfounded, I'm trying to like kind of think of the ones he's said before. He, pitchfork <laughs> it into the zone, brings it around the boards, and there's it in. <laughs> all of those things. And I think that was the Canadians sometimes actually harp on him because of like how he announces. And I laugh because I'm like, well, I mean, you are students of the game as well. Generally, that's what people think of as the Canadian, you know, population. But what he does verbally is uh-huh. what's so incredible to me. Um, Mark Mosier, again, I'm going to go like Av sway on this because yeah, yeah, yeah. I was just, you know, <clears throat> it was easier. It's accessible proximity. Um, the Moj, when he was on the radio, uh, I enjoyed his calls quite a bit. Um, guts, guts everywhere. And huh. then, uh, and then 
Mike Haynes, I actually had the privilege of doing a couple games with him, like youth hockey games his son was playing in. And I was working for a company in Denver at the time, short stint down there. And we were, it was terrible. I did like 200 games probably in this one year, Ooh. but it was from U8 all the way to midget, like U19. Right, right. It was nuts. And it was cool, like honing it. But that was one of my favorite experiences was being able to call two games with Mike Haynes and like being able to, you know, hear some of his stories, you know. So those three definitely stick out. Um, but Doc is is hands down one of my favorites. Yeah, that kind of reminds me of like, I mean, as a Caps fan, you know, and the Caps listeners here, it's always been Joe Beninati. Mm-hmm legend and i first met him in a press box at a west virginia game when i was working for the athletic department there because he calls big 10 football and i think the weekend after it was west virginia versus maryland and i walked in the press box and i was like holy shit that's joe b it's like why is he here i was like hey joe b like my name's matt i'm from like dc i'm a big caps fan like what the hell are you doing here man he's like oh you guys are playing maryland next year come to scout it's like what you're scouting as a broadcaster <laughs> at west virginia like this is nuts dude like and then, I, I mean, we ended up interviewing him, like, this past season on Chirpin. But the, the amount of preparation and stuff like that that goes into it is crazy. I mean, when I told you on your podcast that I used to do play-by-play for West Virginia with uh, the kid named Andrew Caritti. And his dad was Tony Caritti, the, vo- the voice of the Mountaineers, man. Good morning. Good have- no, that's John Walton. But it's a great night to be a Mountaineer, wherever you may be. Everybody's got that tagline. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I don't know if you have a tagline when you I call didn't. games. But uh, John <laughs> Walton is who I was thinking of when I was going, good morning, good afternoon, good night, Pittsburgh. But... He, I mean, a couple of things he always told me is like, yeah, he, he, he would do the same thing too. He would watch games critically. Mm-hmm. Like he would go to Pittsburgh games and when Doc was in there, they would watch the press box instead. It's like, why is Doc drinking a Diet Coke during the game instead of like a water or something like that? Which is, the, like you said, the, the amount of preparation is crazy. So I want to ask you this question. It's if you had to choose between Gary Thorne or Doc Emmerich to call game seven of Stanley Cup final, why would it be Gary Thorne and why is that the right choice? Because in my mind it is. As much as I love Doc. Gary Thorne's the man. You're going to really hate my answer. Right okay, now. go for it. Is Gary TV? Gary was TV. And Has then he once he left radio? the NHL, he became the Baltimore Orioles okay. uh, commentator. Okay, so. He just rolled out of hockey. I know the name, so don't get, like, don't, He's don't the, hate me Raymond Bork. Right. And the Paul Korea I just couldn't remember the floor if it was, on the board. Uh, and, I couldn't remember if he was radio guy yeah, for TV. So, I'd have him do it together. Okay, I like it. How 2020 of me. <laughs> you know, like everyone gets a participation trophy. Um, it, it's tough to say, man, because it doesn't matter. I'd listen to either yeah. of those calls and I'd probably That's what I'm love saying. them. I, I love them both. Yeah. They're both great guys. It's really funny when you look at it from a critical standpoint because there there isn't necessarily, well, I can't even say that. There's people who suck. I've listened to my fair share. And again, I'm swaying towards radio uh, especially when I'm on the road, I'm just like, oh man, I'm driving. I need to just toss it on. Yeah. And I've listened to some really horrendous calls. I'm like, dude, what are you doing in the box right now? <laughs> and then like they're talking, there's two of them, you know, on the radio, which is already hard enough. And they're talking over each other. <sighs> I'm like, tell me what's going on. And it's just something else. But when you look at it and the best Gary Thorne, the doc Emmerich's like either of them would be, unbelievable because they have their own way of doing it. Right. It's kind of what you're talking about. Like they have their taglines, not just that, but the style in which they present it um, is, is unique. And it might, you know, there might be a lot of similarities, but 
it's definitely got their own flavor to it. And I think that's why, like, I can't answer that question with either way. Like, there's no sway for me because I know yeah, I probably no, I'm right there it. with you. They're both, they're both great. Do you fall into the Jack Edwards hate train? The Boston guy that everybody hates? But do you believe? Because, I mean, he's so biased. Mm-hmm. They talk shit literally about yeah. other players. You think that's right? Do you think it's wrong? I like, think what are your that's thoughts on completely that? wrong. Okay. I think it's completely wrong. So, as a, I, I struggled with this. There's two things. One, you are a local broadcaster. Yeah. There's going to be a certain degree of that which factors in, and people listening, radio or TV, will be like, okay, cool. Like, we know he's just a hometown guy. Yeah. When you start belittling the other, you know, the opposition and you start Uh going into things that are outside of the game, that's when I have, you know, big problems with it. So, yeah, no, I'm not a not a big fan of that. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. All right. Good. Everybody falls into that. Let's keep jumping around here. Um, Never far from home. How do you come up with that name? Because, I mean, coming up with a name for the podcast is very hard. It is. It took us weeks and weeks on end. And Chirping DMV was one of the first ones that came to mind. It was Kyle's idea. We called him stupid for it, and here we are. Never far from home took about two seconds to come up with. Okay. But it was not, it was kind of the sum of the parts, if mm-hmm. that makes sense. Like, I, I was think I wasn't thinking what's the name going to be right away. Yeah. Um, it just so happened that I trust my gut nowadays more than anything. Yeah. It was telling me pizza. We just ate pizza. And yeah, I was yeah. damn right. Yeah. I was good at that shit. So um, <laughs> it came to me. I was just like, fucking A, man. Like, this is it. When I step into any rink, I can be donning my sweater that's zebra striped and everyone hates me equally. I can be donning any, you know, of my jerseys playing and subbing on a team like you and I, you know, mm-hmm. just did on mm-hmm. a Thursday night. And... There is a connection. There is like this bond with not just the rink, but the people that are congregating there. And so uh, it, it just made sense to me. I can't tell you how, you know, it really came to be. I, I make a joke about the two seconds, but really there was some thought, but it wasn't, I wasn't even like chasing out like, well, maybe this or that. It just was like, you have a drawing board of like 17 fucking names. You're just like, like here's, the hot, here's the hot crazy <laughs> matrix on names. <laughs> but um, it, it makes sense though. Cause it's like, I mean, the way I, took it and the way I still take it is like I could walk into my home rink of Bowie or I could walk into a rink in Steamboat Colorado or mm-hmm. Las Vegas Nevada and I'm like I'm in a rink I- I'm home the, you know what 100%. I mean 100% and like you know knowing and that's where I kind of say that there it was the sum of the parts because I did start planning this thing out and then it kind of just happened to fall in my lap like it was my thought process but it was knowing I'm going to be traveling the country and it started mm-hmm. out as this thing where like is it going to be six months to a year? Yeah. Okay. And then all of a sudden it's like, well, shit, this thing might be five years. Now yeah, it's yeah, like, yeah. oh fuck, this might be 10 years. Like this yeah. might be, this is a journey. It's not a project. It's not a, it's, it's kind of a lifestyle journey thing. Now that I'm here in Virginia talking to you in your yeah. basement, I'm going to be down in Florida for five months. Yeah. I'm going to be kind of bouncing up and down the East coast and then working westward. Like that's I'm going north for the fucking uh, summers and south for the winters. I'm migrating. Makes sense. I've had the winter and steamboat and all of that. And so I'm ready for a little bit time off. Uh, but the, the process of planning kind of led me to the name. I love it. So this is similar to a question you asked me on yours, where you asked me to throw a coach under the bus. 
but this is not exactly the same, but it's like you interview so many people and you know, everybody's got such a different and interesting story, but there are stories that stick out mm-hmm. who are, or what are maybe one or two stories that have really just like stuck out and resonated with you? Like, that you kind of really Ooh. won't forget. Because, I mean, you you might get to 200 episodes of this, and somebody can ask you, like, what was on episode 36? Like, the fuck if I know? Yeah. Look it up on iTunes. Episode 9, I believe. It's called My Friend the Red Wings Fan. Kyle Pastors is his name. Really good dude. And remember that my thing is, like, I'm trying to get as many stories as I can. Uh, you talk about chiclets. They're getting these big names on. Yeah. And, like, you know from kind of being involved in the podcast game now, like, if you're starting something, most teams have podcasts. Um, There's a few that like, it's a pissing contest sometimes. Mm -hmm. And that's not what I'm entering. Like I am traveling the country. I'm going to sit down and have beers with a bunch of people. And like, yeah, I'm going to have some big names on. Don't get me wrong. I'm hoping for doc here soon. uh, There's these, um, these string of events that I really want to have come to fruition. But the idea is grassroots movement. Kyle Pastor is a perfect example. Never played like super high level hockey or anything. But this story stuck out to me. Um, he is playing, and we'll call it the uh, the Billman Tuesday Skate, mm-hmm. and it's named such because. Well, I, I, now I feel bad about saying Billman, but, but it was named the Jim Skate, right? Yeah. Well, Jim had a heart attack on the bench. This is in Michigan. Okay. And it was during the skate. They were able to save him, and this group of guys skates every week. They decided to put on some fundraisers and their goal was to get an AED in each bench in Southern Michigan. And they wow. did it. Huh? So like that's that was a legit that play was for a purpose. A hundred, yeah, man. And like, it's so cool and they still do it cause they just love hockey, but it was this thing that like touched their lives. And so that's the kind of stuff where, yeah, you like, for me, I get goosebumps thinking about it. Yeah. It's like, what a cool fucking cause. I'm going to share one that's myself. I like I I was interviewed. The first guest I had on was one of my best friends, Mike Cochran. He flips the script on me uh-huh. and interviewed me nah. for the story on it, which is just fucking silly, <laughs> but it was like funny. Um, and I'll tell one too. And that, that is like just the community of the rink more than what I'm chasing down, which is the stories like the community of the rink gives us those. Mm-hmm. My brother, Dimitri uh, had cancer and he was probably, Oh shit. He was, uh, young thirties, maybe at this right. point and like had kidney cancer and, uh, it was brutal. So we do this ABC tournament up in steamboat. There's like a bunch of different renditions of this around the nation. And I want to actually come up with like a, a one page script of how to put these on because right. it'd be cool to like give to different people pretty much a line versus a line, B line versus B line, C line versus C line. It's kind of like tournament minute, structure that they can just follow. Exactly. And just be like, Hey, do this. It's yeah. fun. One minute shift horn sounds next line. And you just kind of go Ooh. through no penalties. There's penalty shots in between like at intermissions and it's a really good fundraising tool. So in steamboat, they do like a, a Thanksgiving one on normal years and then a Christmas one and they'll give it to different charities. Well, Dimitri was a piece of the rink at this point, just working as a, as an ice crew guy. Um, and actually was brought on full time in the midst of finding out he had the cancer just to help him to get insurance, yeah. but it's still expensive to Hank have cancer. If you've had it, like, you know, it, it's freaking pricey. And so we do an ABC tournament in steamboat and raised over 10 grand for him. Nice. So like, you know, a community to raise a barn. It was nothing that was like one person bringing that. It was everyone who just chipped in a few bucks. And then all of a sudden at the end of the day, like we were able to kind of present that to him. So, um, 
that's one of like the epitome stories of what the community of the rink is to me and, and why I'm able to even do what I'm doing. Yeah, it reminds me a lot of um, an organization around here called Players Against Hate. It's uh, about a kid. His name's Devon Apollo, African-American kid. I want to say he's like playing Bantams or U16s two seasons ago. A little racism on the ice. It's called the N-word. Uh, so one of the team moms starts up this foundation, this, that, and the other. Hockey against racism, all this. She gets put up for the Willie O'Ree Award two years ago. It's crazy, man. It's popped off. And we were supposed to do a charity game in March last year. And the week after Corona hit and it got canceled and it sucked. But we're supposed to play it still. But yeah, that type of stuff is like the stuff that, like you said, it's the community of the rink that brings everybody together. It's like, all right, this one kid faced racism in hockey. And I've seen it too. I played with Marquise Cotton and Chris Ellis and multiple African-American kids and Game after game after game back in, like, 2008 when we were playing. You know what I mean? And it's just like, why is this going on? Like, yeah. Why is so much of this happening? But the community the rink is the beauty of it. I kind of want to ask you, like I said, there's no timeline here. But um, <laughs> where are your parents from? So my dad uh, was an American, like, second generation, Southern California boy just north of San Diego in this town called Carlsbad. You're okay. giving me this look like what? But the I'm fuck? just, I'm, but American. But American. What about mom? Check. That's where the name okay, comes okay, from. But you, my last name's you, Chase. Your dude. name's Vlad, and you're like, yeah, my brother Dimitri. I was like, you fuck, you Russian what, Vlad, yeah, motherfucker? Yeah. Like, <laughs> totally Eastern block. Like, so Dimitri's uh, actually, we do uh, DMITRY. So there's a little bit of a, I know it's semantics, but at the end of the day, like, my brother Evgeny, the, and, and then we have Evgeny over here yeah. who knocks you down. <laughs> we drink vodka together, exactly. yes. But uh, Eastern Bloc, very much so. Yeah. My sisters, like, so there's the five of us I kind of mentioned: Dimitri, Ileana, Hestia, Kamala, and myself. So, like, we, I mean, that's we all better than some... like Jen, Matt, Alex, Stephen. I haven't Mary. met another Vladen yet. I've met some Vlads, some Vladimirs, but no Vladens. Yeah, because so they were calling that. you Vlad at the rink, and I was like, just Vlad? And you're like, oh, Vlad Un. And I was like, oh, sure. <laughs> okay, Whatever you want to say. Um, let's kick it back. Let's talk about your hockey career a bit, oh, man. Boy. I mean, <laughs> I feel like that's something we have. We, you've been sitting in my basement for probably three hours now. We haven't even talked about you playing hockey. I mean, yeah. you mentioned Steamboat. You mentioned that type of thing. But kind of take us through, like, the first time you got on the ice. First oh, time you played yes. hockey. And, like, through maybe some of the best moments of your career and the ups and downs and all that good stuff. So the first time I stepped on the ice, it was probably within like minutes that I was like hauling some ass. You talk about being like decent as a young kid. I was as well. Like mm-hmm. it was, I was fucking born to be a hockey player. Yeah. Yep. I was. And I just thought of her Brooks. Like, yeah, you were born to be the a hockey player. The wolf, baby. Every one of you. Um, but I was, and like, I was cruising around. I didn't know how to stop, but that, that moment of like the, the wind and that feel of, you know, the crunch, even as a young kid, I'm like, I think I was five or six, but like skating was unbelievable, man. And I hated skating. I like, I do it, but I was never the fastest yeah. skater. I was pretty <clears throat> agile. Um, but I absolutely loved it. That, that first moment. And that was the first, uh, first time someone's asked me that. So I appreciate it. Cause I don't think about it a lot, but in house and ice arena, there used to be this modular that we got dressed in. And I can't, you know, count the goalies that were stretched out, getting their pads laced up and they got their hands cut because people stepping on it accidentally. Yeah. Um, but this thing, and then you like walk across this little rubber mat and this was just a public skate I was doing the first time. Right. But we still, they had the POS up there. They had their skate rentals in the modular system. So I, 
go get them. And I step on the ice, man. And I, it was legitimately, yeah, I was home. I mean, you go to the Friday night public skate and you're just fucking zipping by all the chicks. You're like, maybe I should keep trying this out. Cause this, this is my work. Nice. You're like steaming by the women when I'm, you're playing, uh, when you're doing like a public skate on the front, maybe they turn the lights off and do the disco oh, dude, ball or dude, something. I but became you're just like a skate guard in. as quick as I could. Yeah. Yeah. You, for you need sure. help, ma'am? You need help, ma'am? Uh, can I help you up please? All right, thanks again. There it is, part one with Vlad, and we'll get part two up next Tuesday uh, on our next Caps episode, episode 86. But let's get to the matter at hand, and that's the Caps' next few games. We finally get to play somebody besides Buffalo and Pittsburgh. And first up, it's tonight. It's the New York Islanders. We're wearing our new jerseys tonight and Thursday. We're playing them. Uh, but we're wearing the new the new blues tonight. Uh, so, Maybe I'll start with you. Thoughts on the Islanders? They're three and two with six points. They're kind of sitting down there in sixth place, and they're not having the best of starts. But obviously, it's early, and um, you never know. It's Barry Trotz. Yeah, Barry fucking Trotz. Um, Barry Trotz knows his team. He does not know Laviolette, though. So we'll see what happens there. Um, I think the Islanders are. Like you said, I mean they got they got crushed the other night, didn't they? They got crushed by the uh, the Rangers, I think, and then they got shut out by the Devils. They're just they're, they're not yeah, hot lost, right now. I think lost this is two a, nothing this past weekend. I think these are games that they need to win. Like uh, right now, they need to uh, like against a, a struggling Islanders team. Uh, and as much shit as we kind of are like talking about this Cavs team, we're first in the division, and yeah. we haven't lost in regulation. So. We still aren't playing great, but we're still getting points. And I think, like, I think these are like kind of must wins in, in a points type of in a shortened season. Like yes, exactly. So um, points matter. Yeah, Barzell's lead the way two two and four. Eberle right there two one and three. Anders Lee got three points. Nick Letty has three points. Dobson has three points. And after that, everybody drops down. To get a couple guys two and the rest of the team at one and nothing. I was just but, thinking because you said uh, he doesn't know Laviolette. Didn't Laviolette take his job in Nashville? Yes. Yes, and he then- did took his job in Washington because Uncle Todd was never really here. Yeah. Well, you can't really say he took Barry's job. <laughs> he just took the idiot's job. He took it. He took an open <laughs> position that was just obviously going to be open for a while. But yeah, so we got the Islanders. We got the Islanders coming up Tuesday and Thursday, both in D.C. We're staying home. And the last two games without the Russians, without the Stars, and you kind of what, – what, I mean, what's an ideal scenario here? One and one? That is an ideal, but my said, like I my notes that I wrote down, because I'm a big note guy, hey, if the Caps sweep the series while they're down men, I'm feeling pretty good about this team again. Oh, if we go 3-0-1 over the four games without OV and Kuzi and our starting goalie and our top left defenseman, then, uh, yeah, obviously. Yeah, yeah I'll like feel great. Game, especially but... like the Islanders after they beat them in playoffs. I'll, I'll feel great, but uh, cue up the uh, trade OV and Kuzi uh, tweets. Yeah, true. I mean, if we go three, yeah, we'll come nothing. back and lose the first game without yeah. Obi or you with Obi, keep, I should say. You, you know, everyone's gonna be saying that shit, especially, especially Kuzi right now. I think Kuzi's taking a lot of fucking heat. Yeah, he is, including so. Me. <laughs> <laughs> so Sunday and next Monday after the Islanders two games, it's Boston, uh, and that's still in DC. We got Boston coming in. They, they've. They've been kind of off and running, but they're still kind of down there as well. They started the series this season versus New Jersey. They won in a shootout, lost in OT, lost to the Islanders, won nothing. Uh, then they beat Philly twice, beat them 5-4 in a shootout, and then 6-1. They got Pittsburgh at home 
on Tuesday and Thursday before they make their way uh, to D.C. on Saturday night. Big Z's first game against Boston. Yep, Big Z return. Um, this team can't, return to like Boston, been, but... Yeah, and uh, this team, like, I know they've been playing better against Philly the last couple of games, but they can't really score five on five right now. And that's all we do is score five on five. Exactly. So if we don't take penalties, which seems unlikely, but if we don't, then we should be good. And Pasta also should be back because he's not wearing a he's wearing a non-contact. He was not wearing a non-contact jersey anymore in practice. Mm. Oh, fuck and Marshawn's leading the way with him with three and four for seven points through five games. And Marshan also called him out for just for lack of respect. Yeah, Marshawn was talking shit about the Cavs. Yeah, they, which is a since joke. Since we got fined, we got people. no respect for the league and shit. We don't follow the rules. I like, licked fuck. people on the ice. Stupid dumbass. Like, what are yeah, you talking that's, about? That's that's bulletin board material, though, for us. So that's good. That's good shit. I like that. And, and that's, then I and have that's a, Ovi back for those games. I have bet on an Ovi Hattie first game back. Fired up a little Saturday night hitter. What's the, uh, yeah, what's what's the odds on that? That'd be sick. I don't know, but hammer it. Hammer it. Love it. So there it is. Our yeah, next four uh, games the Islanders and Boston it. coming up. Uh, content coming out this week. Last night we dropped Capital Punishment, our next episode of that. Ben, you weren't able to make it, but you got your Oshi pick in. Uh, we'll have a recaps video coming out today, right? Today, Tuesday. Recaps coming out. Yeah, recaps coming out today. Recaps coming out today. Thursday, our second one of the season. It's Thursday night, happy hour live show versus the Islanders. We got Mike Carver coming on, uh, the guy that hosts the ILC podcast. He came and did that preview episode with me last year for the Islanders playoff games. So he's going to be hopping on from 640 to 650. Tune in. It's fun as shit. Twitter and Instagram live. I think this week we've got, uh, I think DJ's popping on this week for the first time. Brando's going to be in here. Uh, ben, uh, you might be back. Stack Guy Blake's on. And either you or Bobcat's going to be on hammering beards with us on Thursday night. Yeah, I'm down to come on. He's down to come on. AB, unfortunately, you work late and you can't just fire up beers with us. I know. I'm I'm loser. Pissed. Like I, I usually I don't get home till about like seven, like pretty much every night. Uh, I gotta I gotta figure out one of these times. And then can you just tell them you have a happy hour? Yeah, right. I mean, I could. Yeah. Yes, <laughs> yeah. realistically speaking, I could. Um, but yeah, so actually two recaps videos coming out this week. You got the Buffalo recaps, you got the Islanders recaps. Um, go check all that stuff out, blogs by the day, you name it. Uh, Friday local episode will be out, but that's all kind of really I got. Nice long episode for you guys today because we like to, we went off the rails uh, in the, in the, off the jump. But uh, AB, Ben, anything else you want to mention, talk about, bring up? Um, I, you just said we went long, so I have a story that I'll tell next time. That's pretty insane. No, fuck it. Fuck it. Sure. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. So you never heard her say it was long enough. She wanted what? (laughs) All right. So it's not hockey, not hockey related at all. It's roommate related. Nice. I have, I have notes written down here. I have all the bullet points. So I have some single roommates. Naturally, they have Tinder on their phones. They use it. They swipe right on everything. And they hooked up with these two girls. And this one girl was pretty crazy. She sent this guy like nudes before they ever met up once, like without even asking. Love that. Uh Yeah, power move, first of all. Mm -hmm. And then so they met up. He met up with one of them. My other buddy, my other roommate met up with another one. After that, they haven't really had any contact with each other. And then we have an open room in our house because... Yeah, exactly. We have an open room in our house because one of our buddies moved out because he's like done school. And so 
our landlord's been like touring it or whatever and we like obviously don't want anyone to fill it so it's like stepbrothers like when they like have the dead body in the house <laughs> and shit like we're trying to make dressed up as nazis move. in the front yard <laughs> yeah like trying to make sure people don't move hey in. fuckers <laughs> hey fuckers <laughs> and so uh they apparently they these two girls tour our house when we're not here on christmas break and then one day i wasn't here yet but apparently they just walked in one day when my buddies were like drinking and they're like, Hey, we've rented the room. Like it's ours. Like it's and two like, girls rented mean? one room. Yeah. But like only one of them signed the lease and the other one signed as a guarantor, but they're splitting it like, it's like 600 bucks a month. Like where are you just getting this money? And they like, they already have houses here. So it's like, it's really like, we don't understand. Cause like they never like, it's not like they had a thing. They like hooked up. And so, what the like, fuck? Yeah. It's crazy. And so yeah. there were two guys who were at our house at the time and they're like playing beer pong. And then these girls walk in and then they're kind of like, what are you guys doing here? And so they're like, Oh, we have the room. And then these two guys are just like, yeah, it was our idea. Like, it's funny. And then our, like our, my roommates like get the fuck out of our house. <laughs> like, What do you mean? She's like, it's my house now. Yeah, literally. And so these guys are just like, yeah, like we thought it'd be funny, like chill. And so my roommates like screaming at them, like get the fuck out of our house. Like you're insane. He gets all mad. He like whips a golf club through the wall because he's mad. Like he's just like so <laughs> mad. And like so he's screaming at them. Apparently this girl was like crying because he was screaming at her. So like he didn't get physical with her. He's just screaming at her like you're a psycho, like all that shit. And then I'm here one day. Yeah, <clears throat> it gets crazier if you can believe it. So oh, one day I'm actually here. It was like the first night or second night hockey was back. So we were all just in the room, like living room. I'm like on my phone these girls walk in again and there's a guy like moving shit into that room, like a bed. They bought a race car bed and then they move in a stripper pole. <laughs> Just a race room. car bed and a stripper pole. <laughs> yeah. That's kind like, of dope. First well, of all, that's... sick room. But then they're like standing there and our one roommate who got really mad at them wasn't there. So mm-hmm. she's like talking to us and like, can we borrow you for a second? Everyone's like, no, like go away. We're watching hockey. And then, she Canadian finally talks and, to yeah. Yeah, exactly fuck out we got three hockey games on <laughs> and then she like eventually talks to one of us and like she goes like would it be cool if like we have strippers over like lesbian strippers and we're like, what? like yes it would be cool but no you can't do that <laughs> like we're in a lockdown here and so yeah so she's like what asking the- for lesbian strippers i know She's like asking, like, can we borrow you? And everyone's just like, nope. And like, can we have lesbian strippers over? And my one like roommate's like, seems like a house decision. Not everyone's here. So we're going to have to say no for now. <laughs> and then I'm never talked to these girls in my life because I haven't been here when all these altercations have gone down. And this was like when I had the beard like a couple weeks ago. And then she just like, I'm on my phone. She just goes, oh, did the Amish guy say that we couldn't have strippers over? And I was like, oh, pardon? shit. I was like, pardon? Like, I was like, were you talking to me? And she was like, yeah, but you're like a sexy Amish. I'm like, oh, you need to get out of my house. What the fuck, dude? That's I crazy. Know. What is happening? So are these two chicks? I, th- I thought, did your roommate hook up with one of them? Yeah. One and then they rented the room. One, the other one hooked up with the other. And they never really talk after that. Like, my buddies have, like, seen other girls since then. But, they were, but those two chicks happened to be friends. They didn't know. Yeah. And now they want les. Are they lesbians together? I think they are sometimes, but I don't know. <laughs> and then but um, they're like in an open relationship of, hey, let's fuck other dudes that are roommates. Yep, pretty much. I and love so it. Now she, they're like, let's get lesbian strippers over. 
<laughs> yeah, exactly. And so she calls me Amish. So I tell her to get out. She's like, I live here. I'm like, you don't live here. You need to leave. And then they leave. I'm like, lock the door and like, don't come back. And then and my the landlord one, breaks in. He's like, you can't just kick your fucking tenant out. Your roommate. We, out. Uh, we actually like, yeah, we emailed the landlord like immediately when it happened. And he's just like, well, we don't see a threat. Just lock your doors. It's like, that's safe. Good call. You're good. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, my one roommate walks in one day with an envelope that says classified. And then he opens it and there's just photoshopped photos of my roommates because they didn't have photos of me because they don't know me. And it's like she calls my one roommate that threw the golf club to the wall, like little guy. So she photoshopped him on like a dwarf getting into a truck. And dude, the these back, bitches are fucking nuts, dude. They're crazy. And on the back, they wrote like, can't wait to have some like hole punching fun. And then like had a second one with everyone's photo on it and it's like how we wanted friday to go versus how it went when we told them to get out and then it's like see you thursday but then apparently they came on wednesday and they brought two new girls with them and then these two girls say we're strippers who rented the room no no damn it okay and then they go (laughs) we're the ones who rented the room and now we haven't seen those girls since and what is what the happening with happening? Canadian landlords? And <laughs> I know Canadian rental policies are fucking bananas. And then last weekend, these two girls come when we have like a couple people like, over COVID come, protocols, obviously. Come over? <laughs> no, like just walk in when we're doing stuff because they have a key now. Like came. And, no coming. <laughs> yeah, like they came over. <laughs> okay. And no, then they no, just go no coming. <laughs> and, <laughs> Unless you're one of the strippers that are guys coming over. And then they just go into their room and don't say hi to anyone. And they're just in their empty room that doesn't have anything but a race car bed and a stripper pole. And my roommate goes and talks to them and he's just like... Do they lock this room when they leave? Yep. So I'm I'm not encouraging snooping, but... Oh, we've done it. Don't worry. I'll get to that. (laughs) There's there's credit. You can do the credit card trick. It's exactly what we did. So he goes talks to them. (laughs) <laughs> and this girl's like he's talking to him like pretty level-headed for the guy who like threw the golf club to the wall and he's just saying like hey they're like hey we just want to be friends but then you started getting riled up so then we started like joking around with you and he's just like what do you mean you want to be friends you're insane <laughs> like you're a complete psychopath <laughs> i didn't even mention this that when they hooked up on tinder like when they first ever met this girl just whips out her phone she has a photo of his dad on it what what the fuck, dude? What is happening? <laughs> I know. I don't know. It's insane. So Your I'm just wondering what you guys right would do now. in this situation. This is a, it's a movie. <laughs> so we were. I was just wondering what you guys would do in this situation. Like, also, I, when I broke into that room, they just had a box of sex toys. Don't, don't, don't throw yourself under the bus. When somebody when in the house broke into the room, <laughs> he found a box of sex toys. <laughs> Don't incarcerate yourself. I don't there. know what I would do, dude. Like this is, like this this is like literally bo- like insane. Like we what they're like doing trying to right now. So they're just running out the. How would hide running the sex toys out the room. elsewhere? Like they're running out the room, random. and they have another place that they're living in. Is that correct? Yeah, they don't live in this room. So they just wanted. It's an inside job. Yeah, and so like, when they hooked up on Tinder, the they they hooked up at your place. Yeah, <laughs> that was all part buddy, of their. That was all part. My of one buddy play. says he never plays home games. That's his big thing. He's like, I'm not playing a home game. I'm going like yeah, on the road yeah. for this one. Yeah, yeah. and then that's, my one. That's pretty like, funny. I like that. Yeah, road games and rookie cards only, baby. My one buddy's just like, no, nah, come on, let it happen. It was this girl. <laughs> 
Oh my god, uh, dude. That's insane. And we tried yeah. to like brainstorm what to do. Like my one buddy went in like full spy mode, like finding out everything about their families and everything, like what their parents has been are texting like. her dad. I would just be like, like, one, how much money do you got fucking have? Two, why is it like, is this even worth it for you guys? Like, why do you guys think this is well, so? Yeah, one of one of the plans that we had. Well, that's part of their like, vlog. Unless they're vlogging. Yeah. We Dude, like, that'd be funny. Months. Actually, that's we were like, why don't we? We were like, why don't we just like message their mom and they'd be like, hey, your daughter's doing this and it's insane. And then apparently, my roommate told her that, and she's like, oh, my mom knows. Like, I, I don't know. I don't know. I would still send a message just just to be sure. I guess I don't yeah. know, dude. It's, it's just her mom replies back. Work? Yeah, I know. I was the stripper. <laughs> that was supposed to come. Yeah, right. <laughs> like I was still the same house. It was my idea. Are we still good. Are we still on idea. for Friday. Holy shit, that's bananas. I don't. I don't know. I don't know how to handle that. And I don't know what to do because I like, don't know them at all. There's so there's so many moving parts of that story, dude. Like there's so oh, many different think? things going on. <laughs> I was just like, what the fuck is happening right now? I know what the end goal was. What is their end goal? I don't know. That's what we've been trying to figure out. I couldn't even fathom these, what... these two new girls who say that they're living here and now I haven't seen them since. It's like that's what, that's what I'm saying. Like, I don't know. Like, I would just the only thing I would do is just be like, what is your guys' end goal here? And why do you guys think this is funny? Like, this is fucking stupid. I mean, this is great for content purposes if you guys work for like Barstool or something, but I'm yeah. like, what's happening, dude? I know. <laughs> I mean, AB, anything to follow that up with? Let give let the people out on. Um, I did want to mention how dumb the coaching was by the Packers were for the uh, Super Bowl or for the uh, NFC Championship game this week. Uh, I mean, down week. eight with the ball in the six-yard line goal. and a chance to get a touchdown and tie it because there's only two minutes left. But, hey, fuck it, kick a field goal and put the ball back in Tom Brady's hands. Yeah, let's just give the ball back to Tom Brady and hopefully we get it back because we have three timeouts. Like, what? That's not how that works. Yeah, dude. And was- Aaron Rodgers is pretty much like trade me. Yeah, Aaron Rodgers is gone. Did you see Liz Gonzalez's fucking video? Oh, my God. I didn't know. It's cringeworthy, dude. It is so bad. I thought it was a joke at first, but she just takes it so seriously. Uh, I know. I didn't see it. it. It's really tough. It's really (laughs) tough. Oh, God. Packer Rodgers is about to be a Washington football team player, so whatever. Dude, he's going to go to the Patriots, dude. I know. We're going to get Stafford. Belichick is going to be like, yeah, go get that guy right now. Yeah, and then Tom Brady's going to win another Super Bowl, so fuck it. Um, But there it is, guys. Episode 84. All I got to say, not much to say. I just got to go watch some West Virginia basketball, baby. Playing Texas Tech. Time to fire it up. We're back. But uh, that's all we got, guys. A lot of content this week. Like we mentioned, nice long episode for you today. Uh, Enjoy it all. Uh, A couple games to get through until the Caps. Russians are back. Peace out, boys. Peace out. Nowadays, nothing really excites me. Only one of me and nobody's like me. Phone ringing and I tell him it's ice. I got wifey on blinking sheets. Freeze, freeze, photo, photo, please, no photos. No, no, G's, no, 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 please, no photos. Hit the door and the dome and just whole team here, money some. Still young, but I move like a Veteran. new deal to my lawyer. If you're down in my management, I'm just warming up a way to lie. Old producers saw the numbers one. Settlement. Different colors in my baggy light. Chalk it up, talk of the town where you're talking up. Wanna get you a ring and you tough enough. Wanna get you new things with your pockets dull. Run it up. I used to be quiet and out of luck. Now I move up and move humble cause the hate and the jealousy. My mama telling me count up your blessings and run it up. Nowadays, nothing really is. Only one of me and no. Nobody's like me, 
phone ringing and I tell him it's I got wifey on bling and she freeze photo please no photos no no jeez no no please no photos I keep giving game away I put game on layaway I got paid to play today I get paid to stay away I get paid on rainy days I might make it rain today I got paid off pain today thought it take the pain away in my own lane, finger roll I would never sell my only soul Heard your whole team was for sale Heard it's on the market for the low Who the realest, we might never know All this acting, you gon' play a role Give you the world when they sign you up Try you out and then they line you up Ooh. Now you're looking hungry, ribs are touching, need some food Now you're all on live, acting surprised, but you was fooled Boy, get out the way, it's been a day, now you're old news Now you got the pen and pad, you're trying to take my moves Nowadays, nothing really excites me Only one of me and nobody's like me Phone ringing and I tell him it's Icy. I got wifey on, bling and she Icy. Freeze, Freeze. Photo. photo, please, please. no photos no, no. Jeez. Jeez, no, no, no. please, no photos Nowadays, nothing really excites me Only one of me and nobody's